This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm so excited to talk to Lee Walzak today. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Pretty mostly dead people motivated, but you never know what might come up. Lee is a psychic medium and he's certified. Having completed training under Accolade Academy of Psychics, and mediumistic studies. That's a mouthful to say, and I've never heard of it, so I can't wait to ask you about it, Lee. As well as an intuitive mentor with over 10 years of experience. He has connected in mediumship readings with people of all different backgrounds from all over the world and has served as a guide for others, supporting them in navigating their own intuitive and mediumship abilities. Lee's goal in all of his work is to help bridge the gap between this earthly plane and the other side, and to also empower those he works with to receive and embrace true healing within their journeys. Awesome. Welcome, Lee. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So, of course, I always want to ask, where did this start? Have you talked to dead people your whole life? (laughs) yeah um so no not my whole life um to give you some background uh when I was growing up I always could feel in some way that there was something a bit different about me and in the way that I processed information around me and um you know looking at other people's experiences mine just seemed to be a bit different I always felt things very deeply and I always you know was very concerned with things that didn't seem to really phase other people. And um, so I could never really articulate it or pinpoint it. I didn't have words for it, but I knew that there was something just a bit different about me. And I know we've probably always, or most of us, excuse me, have probably felt that way along our journey in some way, you know, that we're a little different or, but this was just very present for me. And it, and it came up in a lot of instances. So um, it wasn't until I was, a teenager around like 14 that I connected very strongly to the term psychic. That was really the only term that I had. Um, I didn't know what a medium was or, or anything like that. And, um, and I always, I always say this and I feel like I date myself a little bit, but does anyone <laughs> remember like the AOL, AOL instant messenger AIM? Totally. Yeah. So I would be on there with my friends at like 14 years old and Um, I do like, I didn't call them readings, but I would do like little readings, little psychic readings. And I would just know these things that, you know, I I couldn't have known otherwise. So for a long time, I thought I was just psychic. I thought that that's, you know, um, how how I would identify it. And um, it wasn't until I was about 21 that I had this experience um, where a friend of mine's grandmother ended up coming through um, that. I really connected that I was a medium, but uh, to answer your question, no, I haven't, I haven't known all my life. And if I have been talking to them all my life, I haven't been conscious of it. So yeah. Got it. So you are just like my kid using it for party tricks. 
Um, and that totally doesn't date you that much because I was like in my late twenties using AIM. So it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Little baby in my world. Yeah. (laughs) That's too funny. But I do want to acknowledge that accessing that awareness in your teens is really challenging because the teen years are hard anyway. So Good job, like forging through and keeping that connection. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I agree. The teen years are interesting uh, in in their own special way, for sure. So um, I was lucky enough to grow up in a household, though, where my mother actually, she seldom spoke about it. So it definitely wasn't an all the time conversation or anything like that. But she would speak about how she felt like she had psychic vision sometimes and things, you know, that would come through. So I think that sort of opened me up just enough where, you know, it ignited something and then the interest in this really followed and I wanted to know more. Um, And that's, I think, when things started to kind of open up for me. Awesome. So when your friend's grandma came through, did you have any idea what to do with that? (laughs) Um, So it's funny. So we had all been out the night before uh, at a bar, actually. And so we were out like the whole night. And one of my friends started talking about how she felt that maybe she was a medium. And at this point in my life, I did know what a medium was. I I had a vague idea. Um, And so um, I feel like that conversation kind of like ignited something in me where I'm like, huh, you know, kind of like the psychic thing where I'm like, that's curious. That's interesting. And then the next day, uh, it was like a weekend and I, you know, we had been out all night. So I was trying to take a nap and anyone who knows me knows I love naps anyway. But um, so I just got this overwhelming sensation that my friend's uncle actually at first was trying to communicate with me. And of course, there was a logical part of my brain that was like, that sounds crazy. You know, like, what am I talking about? You know, um, but it just would not go away. And it was like, the only way I can describe it is it was like every cell in my being just knew that this is exactly what was going on. I don't know how I knew it wasn't logical. It wasn't analytical. It was just I'm here. So I I ended up texting her actually. And I'm like, listen, I know this is going to sound a little nuts, but hear me out. Uh, Cause we had never spoken about anything like this. This was by the way, a different friend, not the one who um, identified with mediumship. So uh, just to make that clear, but um, I started, you know, saying some things about her uncle that did resonate a little bit. And then I just got this overwhelming sensation of like, please call her. And I'm like, I'm going to call her now, you know, like, so, so I did though, I trusted it and I called her and that's when her uh, grandmother started coming through. And in retrospect, I realized that I think her uncle was trying to bring her grandmother through. Uh, Her grandmother Uh, was a bit more recently passed. I did not know her grandmother. Um, We had not talked about anything about her. Um, But when I was on the phone, things just started it was like this flood of information that just came over me and just, you know, what I would say channeled through me. Um, Things that I just couldn't have guessed were coming through and and things that she was doing in the moment on the other side of the phone that I couldn't physically see, you know, I was describing and she's, you know, would burst out into tears and she'd be like, I'm doing that right now in memory of my grandmother. So 
I walked away from that interaction. I kind of laugh about this, but I walked away being like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, because just the, you know, going back to cycling back to the the part of me that always felt a little different and that always felt, you know, very sensitive towards things and emotion. So I really did. I walked away from that. I'm like, this just makes sense. Like that I can talk to the departed. You know? <laughs> oh shit. This is who I've been the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. It was like remembering something that you didn't know you forgot, if that makes sense. Exactly. I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that experience. <laughs> So did that set you off on a path of learning how to develop this connection? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I joke about this a little too, because after that experience, I was like, all right, I'm a medium who wants a reading, you know, like just <laughs> seeing who I could read. And um, so I, I did, you know, I, I went down this path of really trying to understand it more, really trying to uh, navigate it um, and, you know, yeah, reading, um, you know, other people in my life to start. And then after that is when the classes and things of that nature started to um, be present in, in my life. Um, so yeah, it definitely did. It, it initiated um, something within me, I guess you could say. So I've never heard of Accolade Academy and that yeah. that whole mouthful of the title that goes with it. So <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So um, it's the uh, people who, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? The people who founded it, there it is, uh, founded the organization are from Britain. So they're British trained mediums, um, Paul and Deb Brees. Um, and I actually, it was interesting how I came across it because I had booked a reading with this woman on the beginning of my mediumship journey. And I was really looking for answers about my own mediumship. I, I didn't know, you know, exactly what to do with it again, how to navigate it. Right. So I was looking for some answers and I remember thinking, I was like, you know, spirit, I, I don't know if I called it spirit at the time, but you know, whoever's listening, you know, when I go in there, can you tell her that I'm a medium and, and that's how, like, I'll know that, you know, I'm kind of on the, the right path for things. And so I'll never forget it. We were sitting in the reading and she was communicating with my grandfather and um, she stops mid-sentence and she goes, your grandfather's stopping me to tell me something very important. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you have to be a medium. And I'm like, and there it is. Like she just said it. So long story a bit shorter, uh, she was hosting this um, mediumship um, uh, class over, you know, uh, the weekend there. And uh, it was a few day class. And, and at the end, you know, it's their own certification program. So you are certified. Um, and she asked me, are, are you joining um, the, the course this weekend? And at the time, I just really didn't have the finances for it. And so I was transparent. I was like, I would love to, but I just don't really you know, know if I can swing that. Um, so I left the reading. I felt really good about everything. And she had actually found my number um, through, I, I guess I booked through the store that she was reading at. So she must have got it through there. And I came home to a voicemail and she was like, listen, sometimes me and Paul like to sponsor people. And I just feel like you need to be in this class. So if you're willing, I'd love to invite you for free just to come along and sit in. 
And I'm so grateful to this day that she did. Um, it was a, an awesome experience. I, I joke and I call it medium boot camp a little bit because it was, <laughs> it was like British trained mediums, especially like they, they're, they're very, um, they're very good at what they do and, they, and they're very good yeah. at, you know, um, teaching, I think other people. And so, you know, we were kind of thrown, thrown into the deep end right away, you know, uh, with, with reading people, but it was, it was such an eye-opening and lighting enlightening, excuse me, experience. And, and to this day, I'll never forget it. So I, I am, yeah, certified under that, um, that program. That's awesome. That's a really cool story of yeah. how, it it had to be like all yeah. of the things. And even when you were like, she's going to tell me I'm a medium. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. I loved it. So how do you operate? Like, how do you receive message? How do you control the flow of message? Yeah. Good question. Um, so I work, um, a lot through clairsentience and for those listening that might not be aware, um, it translates to clear feeling. Um, I also work through clear cognizance, which translates to clear knowing. So um, knowing something, but not necessarily knowing how you know, it's just present. Um, and a little bit of clairvoyance as well. I do get images in my own head um, of different scenes or, you know, um, different objects or whatever it might be. Um, so those are the, the three that I typically work with um, during readings. As far as controlling the flow of messages, um, I can shut it off, you know, and, and I think that's important, especially for beginners in this journey to, to really realize as well, you can shut it off. Because um, I think otherwise, you know, we'd be out in public all the time, like at the grocery store and having spirits bombard us. And, you know, right. like, I want to talk to my mom. She's right over there. And, you know, you're just trying to buy bread. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so you can... Um, shut it off. And for me, it's just as easy as focusing on it to turn it on and then um, to turn it off, either asking them to step away and say, you know, this might not be the appropriate time or honestly just focusing on something else. Or sometimes I'll call in my own spirit guides as well and be like, can you help support me in sort of, um, you know, flipping the switch right now? Because I'm just not in a place where I have the energy to channel. So <laughs> Can yeah. you just tell them to step off, please? Yeah, can, can you help me out a little bit? And because some of them, and understandably, right? Like if I was on the other side and I wanted desperately to get a message to somebody and there was a medium around, I'm sure that my soul would be like, oh, let me try to talk to you. So some really? of them are a little more persistent and, and I get that. Um, however, it's just not always the appropriate time. I think we would go crazy if we were channeling 24 seven. Right. Um, I, I've told the story a bunch of times. The only time I have ever gone up to a stranger with a message, I was in a dressing room in dress barn, which they don't even have dress barns anymore. Yeah. And I was I was literally talking out loud. I'm like, no, I am not saying this to this woman. No, I'm leave me alone. No, I'm not doing it. And someone knocks on the door. Are you okay, ma'am? I was like, yes, I'm fine. <laughs> I love that because it's so relatable. <laughs> I totally understand. Yes. Um, and for me, if, which is very seldom, but if I ever feel drawn to give a message sound in public, I will always ask for permission first and I'll explain, you know, like, 
this is what I do. I don't know if you believe in that or not. Are you open to hear what I have to say? Are you open to hear, you know, a message of some sort? But again, I I try not to do that because yeah. I just don't always think it's the appropriate time. And again, I'm trying to go along with my business, right? So Right. Like I'm just trying to make it through the day sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that story though about dress barn. That's great. <laughs> It's honestly not the only time someone has looked at me like I'm crazy, but it was just a, a really good example of it. Oh yeah, I'm right in the same boat, trust me. <laughs> Where yeah, same boat. I love it. So what do people come to you for? A, a, like a typical reading, just to get message or affirmation, or is there more? Yeah, I think I have like two camps of people that typically come to me. Um, there are the ones that would like to connect with their departed loved ones and are, are looking for more of those messages. And then there are others um, that will come to me for uh, intuitive guidance, maybe around like they're, you know, navigating their own abilities and their own gifts. Um, so it's really kind of split down the middle. I do get a lot of interest, understandably, in the messages from departed loved ones. Um, you know, uh, I would say that it's probably a bit of a higher percentage of of that coming in than than the other, you know, intuitive guidance piece. Um, but I love doing both. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it balances out nicely. That's it, it's great that you love doing both because I know some people prefer one over the other. Yeah. I, I go to gallery readings and stuff all the time. And I'm always like, like, I have a list of people I want to talk to, right? My best <laughs> friend from when I was young, my dad, my grandpa, like all these people. And I get there, crickets. And then <laughs> I get back to the car and they're like, you can just talk to us. Like, why would you have to go here to talk? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's so funny, too, because as you were saying that, I had this thought of like, I wonder if it's because she can talk to them because I've had the same experience where I'll go to other mediums just to see, you know, out of curiosity. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it's nice sometimes to hear it through a different lens, through a different right. perspective. But it's very similar where it's like crickets. And then I'll hear after the fact, you know, we're around. You can talk to us. Why do we got to come through another person? <laughs> So, yeah, I totally relate. Yep. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I would expect that most mediums have that experience, but it is affirming to hear that other people have that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they'll come through a little bit in certain ways through other people, but it's typically very um, short and to the point. So, like my grandfather, the, so both of my grandfathers are in spirit. One, we weren't close. We'll just yeah. say that. He came to my friend because I wasn't having him. Like, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. calls me the next morning. She's like, can you tell your grandfather not to wake me up anymore? I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> that's so funny. I think that's a good example, though, too, of how spirit will find a way to get a message across to someone if it's needed for you know, the greater good, I believe they, they yeah. will find a way to get the message to somebody else. If you're not receiving it or, you know, to show you a sign that you just know in that moment. So I, I think that's the really amazing thing about spirit as well is that, you know, the way that they work to get us messages can be fascinating. Right. 
and they're pretty resilient about continuing to show up until you receive the message. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If the first few times didn't work out and you're not receiving it, they'll find a way somehow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember things that come through afterward or do you intentionally forget them? Because, hey, we have a lot of baggage as humans. We don't need all that dead people baggage, too. Yeah. Um, it's 50-50, it's I'd say, sometimes. There are moments from readings that I do remember that do just kind of stick with me, I think, naturally. There are other times where I don't really remember a lot of what I said or the other person said. Um, a lot of the time, it's I don't remember a lot of what I said, to be honest. Um, and I think really, that's just what's that? You, it's probably not you really saying it, right? I was I was just gonna say because I I think what happens is they start replacing my thoughts and feelings with their own. So after the the session is over, there's no real need for me to remember that because it's not even coming from me. It's coming from you know another conscious energy. Um, I I think. I'm grateful for that in some way too, because like you said, you know, otherwise we'd be carrying around that all the time, that heaviness all the time. And, and I think just like channeling 24 seven, it might drive us a little bit insane, to be honest, you know, carrying around all these details about all these different readings and, and things like that, that we've done. I do ask my guides and, um, uh, my spirit team to to help me let go of it sometimes too, because there is obviously a human side to it. You know, I'm still human as I am a soul. And there are certain things that do come out in reading sometimes that on a, a human level are, are very sad and, and are very, um, you know, heavy. So I, I will ask for, for spirit to help me clear some of that. So I'm not carrying it around just on a physical level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can relate to that. Um, my husband had a a, a woman that was like kind of involved with the family somewhere mm -hmm. distant, who she had been ruled a suicide, and it wasn't. Yeah. And she came to me. I'm like, why are you coming to me? I'm like, <laughs> like I, I don't need this. Like, so so that was one of those things that I needed to detach from the emotional connection because yeah. it was really heavy. Right, exactly. Um, I find a lot of the time the heaviness will hit me after as well. It's not so much when I'm channeling, but then it's almost like, again, I think it's the human side, you know, that remembers yeah. some of what came through. And then on a human level, I start feeling those emotions of like, oh, that's really, that's really tragic. That's really heavy. So I can't carry that around all the time. It, it wouldn't be fair to really anyone, uh, foremost myself. And, um, so I, I think it it does help to be able to clear that and to let it go as best we can. Um, on a soul level, I know they're always reminding me, you know, the soul can't be harmed and, and the soul can never be hurt and the soul is okay. But yeah, there's, you know, we're still human. So there is that piece that we can feel heavy and we can feel sad about it. So I have a question for you that I never cry at funerals. And I don't know if it's just because like, it's such chaotic energy. And, and I know that there's more to it than what we're seeing. But I always cry at weddings. What's your experience? That sounds similar to me, actually. I 
typically do not cry at funerals. If anything, it, it tends to hit me at a much later date. Um, oh, yeah. Seemingly out of nowhere, which I think is normal. But at the, the funerals, I, I tend not to, because like you said, it is a, a chaotic energy and there's a lot going on. So when you walk into, you know, a, a room where they're um, conducting services, there's so much emotion going on. There's so much. And it, it can be a lot to, to deal with as somebody who feels those things very deeply. Um, so I find that I do not cry at funerals. And I do, as you mentioned, have that other awareness that the soul is probably in the room somewhere, you know, kind of overseeing everything that's going on. Like I know that that the physical in the casket is not them anymore. You know, they're uh, they're back to being, you know, um, an unlimited energy consciousness. So I do have that awareness. Um, weddings, I typically don't cry at weddings, but I definitely feel more emotional at weddings. So it's interesting that you say that. Um, I never actually connected those two, but it is true. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I do get more emotional at weddings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. We, we went to a wedding in October and I was like, like it, it wasn't even like a little cry. It was like one of those like sobbing, heaving. And I had like stuck my face in my husband's jacket and he, all the people at our table were like, what is going on? He's like, it's okay. Nothing to see here. <laughs> it's all right. Just, just keep going about your day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. I never thought about that, but I do. I get more emotional than, than I do with funerals. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you like to work with clients? How do people find you and, and work with you? Yeah. So my website's under construction. So um, when I have that up, that'll be a nice tool that people can go to. But um, right now, probably the best way to find me is through um, Facebook, which it's um, facebook.com backslash Lee the Medium, or it's just under Psychic Medium Lee Walzak. Um, I am on TikTok, although I haven't posted anything there yet, but I seem to have amassed a few hundred followers. So, <laughs> you know. Um, so if someone's really into TikTok and that's easier, you can find me there as well. Um, or email, I think, would be um, be a, a good option right now, too. So it would be LeeWalzakVitality at gmail.com at the moment. And, uh, we'll include all those links for people so it's easy for them to just click and find you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So do you have a special piece of spiritual wisdom that you want to leave our, our listeners with? Yeah. Um, I would say, let me see what comes to me. Honestly, I would say just to remember that our loved ones truly are always around. And I don't know why this is coming to me, maybe because it comes to me so often in readings, but if anyone is carrying around like any guilt or any sort of like, I could have done this or I should have done this. Spirit doesn't want us to hold on to that because it's only inhibiting the way that we're living our lives. They're at peace on the other side. So be gentle with yourself would be my piece of honestly, you know, spiritual insight. Be gentle and then release some of those things that really just aren't serving you anymore. That's beautiful and so potent. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. 
Awesome. So I invite all of you to go check out Lee on Facebook and hey, follow him on TikTok. Maybe he'll <laughs> post something. We'll all, we're, we'll all be waiting. Eventually, I think, yes. But at the moment, there's nothing there. So <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I have a few TikTok videos posted and the one that the most people watch is, are dead people watching me poop? <laughs> You know, that's in similar questions seem to be very common. So that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's a valid question. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Too funny. Awesome. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to our conversation. And I encourage you all to go get to know Lee a little bit better. And we'll see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 